Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Kind of want to talk about honey, so let's just pray. Father, thank you today for just your um, huge demonstration of faithfulness and care for your people. And uh, we just pray that the word that we heard last week would not be taken from us, but it would go down deep into us and that it would produce fruit and courage and strength, vision, uh, just a, a supernatural quality of spirit that uh, you would just uh, cause us to live in the momentum of for many, 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 many months to come. Thank you, Lord. And we just give you the praise. Bless those that are sick today and uh, strengthen them, heal them, uh, be with them on their bed of languishing. <laughs> Lord, just raise them up quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, hey, so I want to kind of share something about about honey today. And it was something we shared in Frederick, and um, I just think it might be something that might encourage us. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, if you want to turn there with me. And um, when you think about honey, um, in Psalm 19, it says that the words of God in verse 10 are like honey from the honeycomb. They are sweet. And the property of honey, what it does is it, it just enlightens the eyes, but it also strengthens the immune system. It does a lot of uh, just physical uh, and natural boosting. And, but when we look at honey in the Bible, it's a direct correlation with the Word of God. And this is why our relationship with our Bible is of utmost importance because it's the only thing that transforms us, right? It's the only thing that causes us to be encouraged when we may be surrounded by discouragement, right? So the Bible, the Bible. And I think the devil in these days will attack our relationship with the Bible, our relationship with our pastor, you know, our relationship with our church. These are things that the devil is constantly going after, right? Because he knows that in our relationship, that when there's honey in our relationship, there is uh, joy, there's peace, there's strength, there's grace. Uh, and I want to share a couple stories about that today in First Samuel chapter 14, 24. And, and it's a story maybe you know, but it gives a good in indication. So, so typically, honey is found where? Where do you typically find honey? All right, beehive, the honeycomb, right? Um, in these three stories, we're going to find um, that honey is found uh, on the ground. Uh, there's another story we're going to look in Psalm 81 in a minute, but honey was found in the rock, and then also honey was found, uh, thirdly, in the carcass of a lion. And why, that, why that's valuable is because... Um, God is constantly wants us to meet him where we are at. You know, sometimes we pray and we say, God, deliver me from this. God, get rid of this. God, do this, change this. And God says, no, I want you to find me in it. I want you to find my word. I want you to fellowship with who I am in it. I did find your word and I ate it and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart in Jeremiah 15, 16. And this is... This is so valuable. Uh, I know Chris works and his wife work with addictions in, in New Hampshire. Uh, it's the word of God, right, that changes people's uh, addictiveness, right? 
um, and and all of us in all regards need a change, amen? That's why we need the Word of God every day. And not just receive it as information, but have a relationship with it, which means we're meditating on it, we're thinking about the God behind the Bible, and we're not ju- it's not just accumulation of knowledge. But by the way, the accumulation of knowledge will make us intellect- bring intellectualness to us, but it will not bring power. The power we have is the relationship that we have behind what we are, um, what we are receiving. For instance, in a temptation, knowledge does not help us, right? We know what to do but cannot do it. That's Romans 7. And that's why people condemn themselves because they know what's right but don't have the ability to do what's right. But a relationship with God, it gives us the power to actually have the Word of God be active in us. And so the act so the action of the Bible is actually defending us. The action of the Bible is actually changing out the appetite. The action of the Bible is causing us to be faithful. Um, so there, it's almost like an engine. The Bible is like an engine. And uh, our faith uh, in what God has said because of who God is it w- is what creates the action of the fruit of the Bible. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So accumulation is great. But mixing faith and, and walking in it step by step, that's where we discover honey. We discover, we discover honey. And in 1 Samuel, we see here that the men of Israel, in verse 24, were distressed that day. Now, that's an interesting word. They were fainting. They were exhausted. They were ready to just drop physically dead, right, because they hadn't eaten. And when you look through this story, we see that Saul had made an oath not to eat anything until the enemy was uh, defeated. So here you have a host of men exhausted, fully, fully engaged in war, and they, there's no nutrition, there's no nutrient, there's no refreshment. And don't you love Jonathan? What does Jonathan do? Uh, well, jo- in 27, Jonathan had not heard the father's charge, the people with an oath. Therefore, he stretched out the end of his rod that was in his hand, and dipped it into the honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth, and his countenance brightened. Now, what's interesting in verse 26 is honey was dripping on the ground. Honey was everywhere. And imagine the, the frustration of seeing something and not being able to partake it, right? The frustration of like, you know, oh my gosh, if, if I could just take that, I'd be okay, right? But people were under... Uh, this strange oath, right? And Saul here is an example of the flesh, and that oath is a, is a, an a, is an example of a lie that was believed, and therefore the provision of God was not received. That that they could be refreshed, and that they could go on, and it says they could go on to have a greater battle. But don't you love Jonathan? Here's Jonathan walking through the woods, oblivious, right? Oblivious. And he's chowing down on the honey. Now, I don't know about you. If you've ever been really hungry and then somebody across the table is like chowing down, right? It's like they're like just eating. You're just kind of drooling there. You know what I'm saying? Like think, think about <laughs> like maybe some of you today. No. Um, it, it's uh, that honey. God's provision was everywhere. But the people, Saul's oath uh, put people in bondage so that they could not take what they desperately needed. 
And our world is like this. Our world, honey is everywhere. The body of Christ, the goodness of God fills the earth. The, the scripture, the, the, the relationship that so many people think, you know, that following God is some sort of laborious thing, but actually it's a relationship of God loving us and we're eating honey and we're being enlightened and being refreshed. And I love what Jonathan says here, uh, verse 29, but Jonathan said, my father has troubled the land. My father has troubled the land. Like, and this is important for us to know what troubles us what troubles you? What is it that holds you bondage? Because Jonathan's a picture of the Holy Spirit, and he is there eating the provisions of God, and he is free. He is free because he's walking in the Spirit. And um, it is such a contrast, isn't it? Such a contrast. Okay, I want to show you one more interesting verse here. Um, look at Judges 14. Judges 14. So we have Samson, same, same, same situation. Um, you know, he's going down to visit his parents here in 14.8. I'm just going to paraphrase because of time, but he meets a lion, a surprise lion jumps out at him, and he, he breaks the lion, and he literally destroys the lion with his bare hands, and he leaves it, and he continues, he continues going. Isn't that a good picture? The devil comes after you, you address the atmosphere with the word of God, and you just keep going. Well, on the way back, Samson looks at that, lion. And what's going on in the carcass of that lion? There's honey in the carcass. And he takes it, right? And he eats it. And uh, he gives it to others, which is another beautiful picture. Like, the thing that was came against us actually is something that will feed us. Like Caleb said about his enemy, he said, our enemy, they are bread for us. Imagine that. Imagine looking at your struggle that way and saying, this situation is going to help me find God, meet God, not just find him, but meet him. And then it's going to refresh me with greater faith, greater love, greater grace, greater, greater hope for the next inevitable thing that will come across our, our path. All right, Psalm 81. I want to kind of land here a little bit. Psalm 81, very interesting verse here. So honey in the lions. So what was meant to destroy you will build you. What was meant to discourage you will encourage you because you find God in it. You find uh, in the tragedy, you find uh, honey to enlighten your eyes. And I think our world is troubled. I think people are troubled with many things. And we must find the Lord in it. And this may be a simple thought today, and, and I don't want to be oversimplistic, but Jesus said, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. You will find my honey, right? You will find my honey. You will find my provision. Not only that, you'll find strength in Psalm 84, 7. You'll go from strength to strength. Or we can be like Saul's men, wandering, exhausted, stressed, because it, 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 it's a mystery to me, and I want to show you this in Psalm 81, 16, that if I don't have a relationship with my Bible, and I don't say this as some like, um, what's the word, um, uh, like a works thing, but God creates a hunger for us to be in our Bibles, right? And content is the only thing that's going to keep us in these days because there's so many voices, there's so many projections, and content, the honey enlightens the eyes, and it makes us see the real reality, amen? All right, Psalm 81.16. Here's another instance, okay? 
very interesting verses here. Uh, the people of God would not listen. Uh, they, uh, God promised them in 14 that they would subdue their enemies. Uh, again, that he would deal with, with their haters. But look in verse 16. He would have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, right? And with honey from the rock, I would have satisfied you. So I was reading up commentary about this, and it's interesting. Again, you don't find honey in a rock, right? What's in a rock? Nothing, right? If you look at in the Old Testament, Moses was commanded to speak to the rock, and water would come out of it. Would water come out of a rock? No, not necessarily. But God's provisions come from the most unbelievable places, right? And Moses was frustrated, and he hit the rock. God still honored it. Water came out, but there was a consequence to that. But honey in the rock. like Now, what's interesting about a rock is a rock is typically something that doesn't move. right? It's unyielding. You try to kick it, and if it's bigger than you, you're going to hurt your foot. right? There are things in our life that are unmovable. They're unyielding. There are things that are harder than us. There are things that are more difficult than what, what the fabric of who we are. Uh, there are just things that are beyond us. And God says, I'm going to give you honey there. I'm going to give you, I'm going to be in the difficulty. I'm going to be in the immovable situation. I'm going to bring you deeper, and I'm going to give you something that will satisfy your heart. So the quick thought is, Lord, deliver me from this. All right? But that may not happen. How many times have we prayed in God year after year, maybe things don't change? Look at Apostle Paul, right? The, the thorn in the flesh, right? God says, you need that thorn. You need that thorn. I don't want that thorn. I know you don't, but you need it. I need the rock. I need the difficult person in my life. I need the, the harassment in the sense of, maybe harassment's not a good word, uh, I need that thing that does not change because what it does is it keeps me going to God, going to God, going to God, seeking God, praying to God. Because if life was too easy, we would forget God, honestly. The flesh is like that, like, oh, I'll, be all, I'll just go on autopilot. But God is saying, I must bring you deeper. <clears throat> I was thinking of uh, Amy Carmichael and Johnny Erickson Todd, I think, is another good example. But here's Amy Carmichael, Amy Carmichael right? Injury at a young, as a young age, she's bedridden, right? And, and she's like, Lord, I can serve you so much greater if I'm healthy, if I'm active and doing in all of my strength the will of God. And God says, I must bring you into a rock situation so that it's no longer your strength, it's my strength. It's no longer you and your plan. It's now my plan. And we know with Amy Carmichael, she writes books that have gone around the world and never, maybe never would have happened if she was serving God with all of her strength. Johnny Erickson Tata, same thing, dives into a pool, um, becomes paralyzed, breaks her neck or hurts, hurts her neck, and today she's in a wheelchair, but she's reaching the world because she's eating the honey of God. So I'm not saying we pray for this, believe me, <laughs> but I'm just saying God may lead you. I, I mean, I think of people in our church that have chronic physical issues, and God is not healing them, or chronic depression issues. God is not seeming to heal them. Uh, chronic fill-in-the-blank. 
And it's like, God, and we get frustrated with God, like, why don't you deliver me? And God is saying, I must deliver you to the rock so that you find me in a new way so that your ministry is more powerful than just words, right? A form of godliness, right? So isn't that encouraging? Like there's honey in the rock. There's honey on the ground. There's honey in the lion, right? There's honey. As in, and I love honey. It's like really sweet. It's like super sweet. Oliver, Oliver and I can't really eat honey because we have diabetes, but <laughs> we have to be careful. But, but honey is so, there's so much nutrition to it, and I love this. Okay, so the rock situation, um, God coming, God creating good from the bad. God creating good from the bad. Um, all right, look at Acts 21.5. Paul's in prison. He's in a rock situation. He's in an immovable situation. The Lord has allowed something greater in his life. Uh, and God sometimes just waits. Like God can, he, he, called, he could have called down legions to release Jesus Christ from, from, the, from the cross. But, but instead, Jesus went through Gethsemane. Jesus went through the scourging. Jesus went through the cross. Why? Because there's honey in that cross life. There's honey. Death worketh in us that life worketh in you. And I got to be honest, I think sometimes the, the rock situation, a lot of Christians can get discouraged and say, you know what, I tried God and it doesn't work. I pray, he doesn't answer my prayer. Uh, like we go to the rock and it's like we either, the principle of Matthew, it says the rock falls on us and crushes us, right? Or we fall on the rock and we are broken, uh, right? It's that principle where life situations, you know, sometimes, you know, we might, we might interpret God based on our situations. And that can't be. That can't be, right? It's easy to be. Like, God is faithful because he answered my prayer, X, Y, Z. But what happens when God doesn't answer your prayer the way we think it should be answered? Is he still faithful? Is he still good? Is he still our Savior? And we kind of cringe and say, yeah, <laughs> but I want to be delivered, you know? Even a besetting sin, I'm not encouraging that, but I'm just saying there are thorns and besetting, in Hebrews 12, 1, that we lay aside to the rock of our salvation in Psalm 118. We lay it aside and say, I'm not going to fight this sin. I'm going to take the honey from the rock, and God will change my appetite from the sin to the Savior. Isn't that true? I mean, any addiction counselor will tell you it, it's, it's, a, it's an appetite. It's an inordinate appetite that must be changed because the drug addict will have an, an appetite for drugs. The smoker, the, the crack, the, the marijuana, it just, and it's only God, right? It's only God that can change the appetite, right? So in, in Acts 21.5, what happens to Paul in jail? What happens to him? He writes the prison epistles, Okay, now granted, you know, that's not where he wanted to be, but instead of like fighting God and kicking against the bricks and saying, I'm angry at you, God, and you're just, he, he relaxed, he got before the, in the presence of God and he said, Lord, okay, not why is this happening, that's a common question, but not an accurate question, right? We all, we all say that like, why, 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 but it's what, God, what are you working in my life? What, what is it that you're going to show me in this situation? What is it 
that I'm going to declare your goodness in. And he writes the prison epistles. Isn't that amazing? Right? It's amazing. So where's the honey in your rock today? Where's the honey? Well, it's Christ. Sometimes it's going to take us a while to find the Lord because we can be so energized with Lord deliver me, escapisms, relief. I just need relief from this financial thing. I just need relief from this physical thing. I just need relief. And granted, I get it. God may do it. Matthew 18, he may cast your mountain into the sea. He may do it, and he may not. And if he doesn't, there's a deeper plan that says, like Joseph, Joseph, I must bring you way down into the rock so that you are broken, so that I can build you again, so that you can be Pharaoh and not be proud, so that you can be Pharaoh and forgive your brothers. And in 5020 of Genesis, so that you can see something that should have taken you out, it's actually something that's building your life. It's something that gives you contentment, contentment, contentment. And I don't know about you, this is just a personal word for, for me today is that like we can have so much mental gymnastics, like, you know, we can, do, we can interpret God based on, on what he does, and that is not how we, sh we can live. How do we interpret God? We interpret him based on who he is, right? And I know that's kind of like easier said than done, but if we're looking for the honey, the rock or the situation's no longer going to matter. It's no longer going to matter anymore. Why? Because we're eating and fellowshipping and having a relationship with God, the God of the Bible, right? The obstacle will be a stepping stone, right? The obstacle will be something that strengthens us. Why do soldiers run with a 70-pound pack on their back and some run with a 100-pound pack on their back? Why? It's endurance. It's strength training because when they get into war, they're ready. They are They are. Uh, they're not surprised, or their instinct and their reflex is, is uh, more in tune with the, with the danger. Um, so just as I close today, water from the rock, water from the rock. Well, here's an interesting verse. I'll just close here in Isaiah 7. Jesus ate honey. John the Baptist ate honey, right? So let's say today, you know, Proverbs says the the, the, the full heart loathes honey. Sometimes we can be in a situation where uh, we can get familiar, right? We can get familiar. Like, well, we just came off an awesome convention, right? We're like to the gills with honey, right? And it's like we can just be like, we can kind of enter into this idea like, like we somehow know what we're talking about or somehow we know what we're hearing. Uh, I, I'm always amazed that people, when you tell me, hey, do you know how much God loves you? It's like, oh, I know that. Really? You, you do? Like, like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that, that's such a rich vein of honey there. And it's like what they think they know is that, well, my dog loves me. My parent loves me. Like there's an example of love, but there's no revelation of love because <laughs> the love of God cuts us right to the heart that God, the holy God, would even pay attention to us, uh, and, it, and it causes us to worship him. Like, think about man's inconsistency. It's crazy. Like, God, it says, it says in Isaiah 40, 29, he doesn't get, high, it doesn't get tired of us. Like, God should have gotten tired of us way long ago. He should have said, get out of the car, and I keep, he keeps driving. I remember that one time 
we were kids and we were horsing around. My dad says, if you don't stop horsing around, I'm going to pull this car over and you're getting out. I'm like, yeah, right, Dad. Now, you know, this four of us, big, huge station wagon. And he pulled that car over. It was like 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, he wouldn't do that. Kicked us all out of the car. I'll never forget it. And he let us walk. I think we walked like a mile. I'm not even, I was like, is he coming back? I got my little sister, my two older brothers. I'm like, it's like 9.30 at night. We're on the side of a highway. I'm like, this isn't good. This probably wouldn't fly today, you know? I'd <laughs> be like, we'd have an amber alert or something like that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Anyway, I don't even know why I said that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, God never gives up. God never kicks us out. God never rejects us. The honey is consistent. The honey is pure. Pure honey, right? No fillers, no additives, no sugar, right? I, I knew a guy that put honey on his frosted flakes. Anybody know what frost, the, the frosted flakes? There's like 10 buckets of sugar, and he's putting honey on it. It's like, it's like okay, all right. Last verse, great verse, Isaiah 7, interesting verse, just to provoke you today. So where's the honey in your life? Your Bible, the body, the spirit. Where is God moving? That's where I want to move. What is God doing? That's what I want to pay attention to, right? What is God building? <clears throat> Maybe I don't know what God's doing, and then we just want to be quiet. Maybe we're sitting on the rock, right? And we're saying, okay, God, I am dying unless, you're <clears throat> unless the honey is made known to me. Isaiah 7, 15, I think it's verse 715 here. 7.15, yeah, interesting verse. Uh, I mean, haven't you had a conversation with a body member and all of a sudden you feel refreshed? The presence of God, there's times of refreshing in the presence of God. In Acts 3.19, we need to be refreshed, right? Refreshed, renewed, like fo refocused, right? Like the world's on fire, right? But God is in control, right? I'm in a situation that's not changing, but my God doesn't change, and therefore he's changing me, right? It's so good. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's going to be a joy ride, but we're going to be deeper. We're going to be stronger, and power, power, power will enter our life. The word of God is not in word only, but in power, where the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is transforming, and and that's why we don't expect people to change. We just present the Word of God, and the Word of God changes people, right? It's so valuable. Um, I, had a friend, I had a brother tell me one time, he says, my friends always remind me of my past. I said, they're not your friends. You need to get new friends. There's no power. There's no honey in that. I don't want to remember who I was. I have enough trouble trying to forget who I was, right? <laughs> but we're, we're having a relationship with the Word, and the Word is... Uh, creating in us a new heart. Okay, 715, Jesus, this is interesting, and I'll let you study it out, but um, it says, curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know how to refuse the evil and choose the good. Interesting verse, I'll let you study that out. How to refuse what is evil and how to choose what is good. Without the Bible... It's like being in the woods and a dark night with no light. What's going to happen? You're going to hit a tree, and it's going to hurt. It's like 
without the Bible, there's no lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is, and I know I'm talking to the choir today. Let's just be in our Bibles, amen? And let's not answer a fool his folly. You know, it's so interesting on, on soul winning. It's like somebody might say, I don't believe the Bible. I said, okay. That doesn't mean I'm going to leave my premise of my, of my initiation here. I'm not going to take out the Bible. That's the only authority in my life. The only authority in my life is the Bible. It's the truth of the promise. It's the integrity of God. I know that might seem elementary, but I want to have a relationship where I'm saying, okay, I've heard about the love of God for 40 years, but maybe I know 0.000000001% of 1%, right? Lord, I want to learn it again. I want to, I want to rehearse it again. I want to uh, know you again. And, and isn't it interesting that through the rock experience, the unyielding, the immovable, and the difficult situations, we actually may possess those things that we profess. Look at the book of Job. I mean, Job was a righteous man, but at the end of, but the end of Job, he was a worshiper. I want to be that. I don't want to, I want to be that man like you to, that worships in the knowledge that I know because worship in what I know leads to power, right? It leads to power where now it's I'm out of the way and God is saying, my word is the action. My word is the active ingredient like yeast in the bread, right? It's the yeast. It's the active ingredient. So let's say someone's not forgiving you or someone's not uh, someone is treating you poorly. Do good to them that despitefully use you. That's impossible unless I have honey in my life. And actually, the action of good, which the only thing good is God, the action of God to that person is the only thing that will change them. Right? My rebuke may not change them. My uh, theological concept may not change them. Whatever. God will give you wisdom. When you take the honey, he'll, know, he'll show you exactly what it is that will uh, win a brother. So just to encourage us today, let's find honey in our rock, amen? Let's be like Jonathan. A lot, a lot of exhausted people. Just There's Jonathan strutting his stuff with his, with his pointer, just eating the honey, saying, hey guys, it's all around you. Come, come with me. It's a greater grace. There's tons of honey everywhere. So precious Father, thank you today. Lord, show us where the honey is in the rock. Lord, show us uh, where you are, and you are as close as the mention of your name, Lord. Just show us your nearness, your purposes, and uh, enlighten our eyes today, refresh our spirits, and um, thank you that um, you are always working, you are always moving, you are always doing something eternal in us. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.